Hey everybody, welcome to the May 20th, 2019 edition of the Colorful Plates podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Per usual, we have a weather update and market reports for you. Also, I'm excited that Bren spoke with Chef Joe Sasto. Chef Sasto currently resides in LA and is the executive chef of Calmare. This past year, he competed on Top Chef, finishing in the final three by pushing the envelope in the kitchen and giving us his take on modern Italian cuisine. Who doesn't love Italian classics with a twist? Be sure to tune in Thursday for his full interview. Finally, Jamie briefly spoke with Steve Davis, Vice President of Business Development from Taylor Farms. Steve works closely with ProAct, and he tells us all about Taylor Farms' transition this year and what items of theirs are currently popular in food service. But first, we're going to start with weather and market reports, the norm here on Colorful Plates. California has been seeing some wet weather and gusty winds in the central growing regions with some cooler temps. This has made harvesting a challenge at times. Mexico has been experiencing seasonal temps and precipitation in all growing regions. Lastly, Florida is seeing warm, humid conditions, not uncommon this time of year, and precipitation in the southern half of the state. So moving on to what's in peak season and market reports, early season stone fruit I've been telling you guys about the past two weeks has ramped up and California peaches, nectarines, plums, and cherries are all available. This is personally my favorite time of year for produce because I love to cook with nectarines even though I'm southern where peaches are the staple stone fruit. Speaking of the south, Cucumbers are looking very good out of central Florida and southern Georgia. They're perfect used in a raw application on their own for that added crunch or in a cold sauce like tzatziki or even a dressing. I know I mentioned last week that green onions are showing excellent quality. This trend continues into this week with Mexico's harvest yielding abundant supplies that are looking great. I recently prepared a creamy vegan avocado dressing using green onions and they really gave the dressing that perfect oniony kick. Hold off on that cauliflower rice and pizza crust, though, as the cauliflower market continues to remain in a demand-exceeds-supply situation. Florets are still a better option. However, even though broccoli supplies remain somewhat tight, quality is good, and broccoli can be used in place of cauliflower in a lot of applications. Guys, we gotta cut back on the celery juicing. Supplies are extremely limited. At a minimum, this demand-exceeds-supply situation will continue through the month of May. Hopefully, supplies will increase when the Salinas crop starts in mid-June. Until then, let's just stick to carrot juice. That's all for a quick rundown of peak season and market reports today. Be sure to check out the source provided weekly on ProAct's website for an in-depth update on a multitude of commodities. So moving into our interviews this week, Bryn spoke with Chef Joe Sasto. Chef Joe has an impressive resume. He spent time working at a three Michelin-starred restaurant and, as mentioned earlier, came in third on season 15 of the hit TV show, Top Chef. Chef Joe's specialty is handmade pasta, but another food he gravitates towards using is vegetables. And he has the process down for finding quality produce year-round. Let's take a listen. We talk all the time about the complexities of sourcing good, fresh produce. Can you sort of share your approach to working with fresh produce suppliers and how you do that? Yeah. I mean, to me, it's about building relationships. And it's like these farmers have been doing this for generations on the same piece of land. And there's family and there's history involved in what they're doing. Some of them only grow corn and they've been growing corn for five generations. So building that relationship with them, understanding their story and why they only grow corn, their land is ripe for it. It's perfect for it. So that'll then give you the best possible corn you can have. 
and then understanding someone else, they grow a different product or maybe down a couple miles south of the corn farmer is another person that has a lower elevation, a different type of soil because of the runoff and all of a sudden peppers grow really well for them. And kind of understanding and talking to the people that the produce is coming from and the people that spend their time growing it, just like I spend my time cooking it, it's just as important to know where it's coming from and why they're doing things the way that they are because they know best. Right. That makes sense. What do you, what do you look for in a local farm or a supplier that you would want to partner with? Well, to me, one of the biggest things that often gets misinterpreted and that people don't understand, I think out of ignorance is being USDA certified organic Mm. because people don't understand that there's tons of red tape tons of paperwork, filing forms, fees, and expenses to become certified organic. Some of these farms are small. They're barely making any money. So in order to be certified organic, they can't afford all of the legal red tape of doing mm. crossing and getting that certification where they very well may be doing everything according to organic practices and right. just not have that label. And then something that frustrates me is People will turn their nose up on it, being uneducated or not understanding the processes sure. to become certified and will completely disregard and write off a farmer or a farm mm. just because they don't have that certification. So to me, it's really yeah. just getting to know and talking to the people that, that are growing and selling the, the food because they're the ones that will tell you that story. And once you understand that, then you kind of are open to so much more possibilities. Right. Yeah. Now, what fruits or vegetables are you currently, you know, enjoying working with or excited by right now? Uh, right now, I feel like we're just getting in as much as spring just started. I'm already seeing like summer produce uh, at the markets. Corn is one of my favorite ingredients. Uh, just like one of those sweet vegetables and I kind of have a sweet tooth. So it plays like that sweet and savory note in, in dishes and goes uh, wonderfully with pasta in all different forms. Yeah, I love corn too. Now, when you're looking for yeah, f fresh vegetables, fresh fruits, are you going to markets? Are you, are you sort of seeking out new ingredients uh, based on what's in season? Yeah. So, I mean, I always try to, even when I'm not doing an event or cooking, I'll just go to the farmer's market on Sunday or Wednesday or whatever day it is and just see what's there when I'm traveling and I'm out of other cities and other towns. So there's a farmer market, farmer's market on that day. I'll go and just walk around. Even if I have my ingredients and dishes kind of lined up, I'll go and see what there is because if there's something better or more beautiful, there's no reason I can't change it an hour or two before I'm about to cook because I want to have the best possible produce and ingredients possible. I always enjoy hearing how chefs use produce in new and exciting ways because personally, I would have never thought to use corn in a pasta dish and I think that's super interesting. So be sure to check out our podcast on Thursday to hear more of what Chef Joe has to say. Next, we hear from Jamie and Steve Davis about how spring transition went for Taylor Farms this year and what products of theirs are popular right now in food service. So tell us a little bit about your role at Taylor Farms. 
My role, uh, I oversee essentially the PROACT account, both our Mexico operation and our California operation. So the two source-based plants that are primary suppliers for the PROACT system are Taylor Farms California and Taylor Farms Mexico. If anything comes into play with any of our regional facilities across the country, then I'd be involved in that as well. But primarily our channel pricing and our contract pricing is with those two source-based plants. So I manage the relationship with PROACT and, and all of our team members at Taylor Farms. So how did transition go for Taylor Farms this year? Well, it, transition, and a lot of people don't realize it, but we actually have a transition both in Mexico and California. So uh, the Mexico transition is a little bit different uh, as our plant doesn't move, but our fields do. So the growing region in Mexico is essentially a Salinas and a Yuma growing region all in one, and it's separated by about a thousand foot elevation difference. So it takes us a month and we move our supply from the Bahia or the south to the north. And that's done now, went flawlessly, and so that Mexico um, transition is done. The California transition happened a few weeks ago. And uh, we had a few challenges with uh, that first week, but uh, we were able to get through that, and, and now we're uh, in real good shape. So what challenges, not just you, but all suppliers, what, what do you guys face when transitioning? The plant move, and that's the biggest piece of it, right? We're moving an entire plant from Yuma up to Salinas, and so it happens very quickly. Uh, to be able to shut down on a Thursday night at midnight, have all the equipment brought up here by Friday, assembled, and go through full sanitation on Saturday, and Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, start running again up in Salinas. So there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of coordination. Uh, we've been doing it for years. The team is, is fairly competent at doing it. Uh, but uh, that's probably the biggest challenge is, is just moving the entire plant and coordinating inventory in Yuma to finish up our orders down there, as well as getting the plant started to start our new, um, uh, the orders that would be loading in Salinas. So there's that, that piece of it. And the other part of it is, and that often will dictate when we move our plant, is the supply base. As we're finishing up Yuma, we obviously want to use as much as we can in the, in the desert and coordinate that move to Salinas as the product is available to harvest so that it's seamless uh, to, to our customers. So we're going to transition a little bit to more of the culinary side of um, Taylor Farms. So is Taylor Farms introducing any new value-added products, or do you have any new endeavors that you're pushing, any campaigns that you're pushing right now? Right now, our focus is really on our baby leaf program. And uh, as a matter of fact, we just sent out today that will also be on our blog, uh, taylorfarmsfoodservice.com, uh, eight videos that are chef-inspired videos that really highlight the different baby leaf items and how you, as a customer, a chef, can use those items uh, in, in your particular a restaurant or organization, and, and we think it's a really super um, uh, display of the products, how you can use them, and hopefully will help the, the members be able to be creative with those items. What is the ideation process with the chef to get these videos to where you want it? So how um, do you sit down with the chef and you say, this is what we want to do? go for it? Or do you give the chef, the corporate chef a little bit of creativity when it comes to that? 
most chefs are very creative, right? So what we do is there's, particularly in producing videos like we did uh, recently, we'll give them the creativity. We'll, we will say, we would like to feature these particular items. And so if it's the baby leaf items and all the various components, we'll get with a chef and there'll be hours of kind of ideation sessions where we'll say, this is what we'd like to use. He'll start playing with it. And sometimes that'll happen before he even comes to us. And then he'll work with the products. We'll send him the products. He'll work with them. He'll develop them. And then he'll come before us and show us those products uh, in, in however menu ideations that he would like to present. And then we go through them and we like them. And then we develop the video based on everyone's feedback um, on, on the product. Who is your corporate chef? Who are you using? We have uh, several corporate chefs that are associated with our different segments. So we have our food service segment, our retail segment, and our deli segment. So the food service is what we're talking about, and, and Matt Beckett is our corporate chef that we use for a lot of events and a lot of our featured videos and a lot of our ideation sessions, uh, whether it's video or print. And he has a restaurant that he manages down in Cambria. If you look at the videos, you can see this. He's very knowledgeable, has a lot of experience, uh, very creative, and uh, knows the restaurant because he's uh, the restaurant business because he's been you know managing chef for years so he's a real he's a real pleasure to work with and very innovative what's selling the most in food service for you guys and why do you think that is well i think there's there's certainly the staple items right you don't move too far away from uh, the salad blends that have the iceberg components and the romaine iceberg is the biggest item that we process in some form or fashion as a blend or separately broccoli cauliflower romaine all all those are, are uh, a big part of our program uh, again we're coming back to the the baby leaf program that we're really focusing on because it seems to be a lot of excitement around what you can do with a, a heritage blend a, a little a more robust spring mix which is what our heritage blend is that has a different texture and flavor profile than a standard spring mix um, better plate coverage what can you do with that and arugula and spinach and what are creative ways to use these items that folks have uh, had in the restaurant for years, but how can we expand on those and, and make those a bigger part of the, the menu? So there's been a lot of focus, work around the baby leaf items, uh, and it's been met with pretty good results. All right, guys. Well, that's all I have for this week. Be sure to tune in Thursday for Chef Joe Sasto's full interview. As always, thanks for listening. Have an awesome week, and remember to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. And as always, stay fresh. Stay fresh.